Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, it's Philip D2, and we've actually got a guest today with us, Jason. Coach Jason, actually. Coach Jason. Yeah, what's up, guys? Coach Jason, give us a little bit of an intro. What are we, who, who are we talking to here? Like, who are you? And what do you do? What makes you Jason? Well, what makes me Jason is that, uh, first off, my name is Jason. Oh, that's fair point. Fair point. But, um, grew up with my man, Philip, here. Yes, sir. Uh, we've known each, known each other for a long time. Long. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um. Don't be jealous. Yeah. Um, on my way to being a coach, so I actually left on a, on a two-year mission, came back, played football for a few years at Snow College, had really good seasons, you know, nice. went to the national championship, um, I mean, almost went a second time. Nice. And then after that, just finished up school, and I went helping coach track at the Wasatch High School. So, What years did you play at Snow? Um, 2019 to this last fall. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. so almost three years. There we go. Nice. Yeah, so... That's that's freaking awesome. We've had two coaches on this now. Like, dude, we don't. If you're not a coach, don't expect to be on the show. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm sorry. Who are you coaching? Hey, I started this. <laughs> I am the exception. I'm not a coach either. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no, but dude, so tell us like your teams and what you like. Favorite sports? Just a little rundown of who you like, who you don't. Let's, like. let's start in the NFL. Yeah, start NFL. NFL. Um, see, NFL. I think that's one of those. Um, you kind of grow up with growing your, up in Utah. Well, just not even just with you know Utah. It's just growing up with like family traditions, who your teams like. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. um, it usually came down to we like to root for the underdogs. There you go. But I, th- I think if I had a, a, some a couple teams, I like the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. Yo, I'm, let's so, go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, you're the only one that doesn't like them here, you know, so they, you're you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which team has more Super Bowls? Um. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> hey. But hey, I mean, Ray Lewis got one. Okay, <laughs> I think I think anymore now. I just actually just kind of like watching football. Fair I enough. Think I yeah. just have like a favorite team. Um, yeah, yeah. I still follow the Ravens, but like I'm kind of there too. Yeah. Just play fantasy football. All right. So who are we following in the NBA? NBA. Well, first off, everybody's gonna hate me for this, but grew up a Utah Jazz fan. That's just kind of how it was, especially. Yep. You know, when I was younger, trying to play basketball in high school and all that. Fair enough. And, you know, closest team. But um, I don't know. I think it was either the Jazz, Lakers always had really good really good teams, especially when Kobe was still playing. Got to watch him. Rest in peace. You know, make history. Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. And then I just remember as a kid growing up watching the – just. The Toronto Raptors, because as a kid, you know, like a dinosaur, I was like, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I yeah, Vince Carter was fun to watch. So Vince Carter was very awesome. To yeah. Watch. It's cool. What nice. about baseball? What are we looking at in baseball here? MLB. Baseball. MLB. Um, I think that's one of the sports I didn't really follow as much. My dad loved baseball. He was a huge Yankee fan. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that's just kind of just how it is, you know? That's fair. Yankees but, probably the second worst team you could root for. So, I mean, that's okay. As long as you're not an Astros fan, though, I think we'll ta- be just I was, was going to say, are you talking like all in sports generally or just Just MLB? baseball, but the Yankees are pretty bad. But if you're an Astros fan, you're even worse. So. Oh, you – yeah. But, Especially if you defend their if you championship. De- yeah, if you defend their champ, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But, I mean, with that, I, I think the only time I've actually been to a baseball game, I went to the L.A. Dodgers. Nice. Okay. play. That's fair. Nice. Nice. So. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. We're, we're glad to have you. It's been kind of something in the in the process. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. love to have him. So, 
Okay, something we were actually going to talk about last week, but just forgot, is the college football transfer portal, dude. So the transfer portal was introduced in 2018, I think, is when it was introduced? Well, so yeah, it was introduced in 2018, and it was running for a while, and I think they just recently made some changes to it, I think in October 2021. So, and that was making it, I think before that time, once you transferred, you weren't able to play immediately. But until recently, they've made it to where you can play as soon as you get there. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think the rule you're talking about is immediate eligibility. So they made it so that you could play, you can transfer once and have basically a one-time transfer and play immediately type thing. Exactly. Which, in theory, is good. But if you think about it, especially with everything that's been going on with college football recently, Mm -hmm. it's basically turning into college football free agency. Exactly. it's basically college football free agency. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that would trans- be a more appropriate name. I 100% understand why they put a transfer portal in because before transferring was – it sucks for the, for, the, for, the, for the athletes because a lot of times schools block you from going to other schools. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember – there was a specific player. I can't remember his name, but he was transferring from Florida State. He was banned by his Florida coaches from going to any other Florida school, including – all schools in the ACC conference. It was like twenty sixteen or twenty six schools in total. He could not transfer because his team said they could. But now you go to a transfer portal. Now it's anywhere. whichever team wants you can get you. Yep, as long Which as they got again, the money. in theory is good. But now that well, even before then, like it was just transferring. But now with the NIL, mm-hmm. let's talk about Jordan Addison real quick. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. So this guy Boletnikov winner, top wide receiver in college football. So you know he has an amazing season and. All offseason, basically, there's there's no there, you know there's no news about him. He's just chilling. He just he plays for the Pitt Panthers. Then like two weeks ago, bombshell report comes out. Jordan Addison considering transferring to USC. Now, mind you, this guy was not even in the transfer portal officially at that time. So th- this whole thing of him wanting to transfer to USC before his name's even in the portal, that's tampering. Like yeah, that's one hundred percent tampering. Yeah. Like there's no other way of putting it. And then reports come out that this guy is getting offered. From Alabama, Texas, and USC, he's getting offers north of $2 million to play one year at one of those colleges. Yeah. Like, that's insane. That's that's a lot of dope. Like, Reggie, Reggie Bush, if you remember, like, got a couple hundred Kay. bucks and lost Reg- his Heisman. Reggie Bush needs to get his Heisman back. Yes. Like, because it's ridiculous at this point. Because that's the only reason he lost it, from what I understood. Yeah, it, it had to do it. He, he made some money. Yeah. And now you look at this. This guy is literally in Two. free agency in college. And, and get he's, it. he's a millionaire in college. He's making more than a good chunk of rookies in the NFL. Yeah. He's a millionaire in college. It's like, insane. When before it was like you couldn't make five bucks. Couldn't make five bucks with, without potentially using your scholarship. Yeah. That's – and that did, and oh, <laughs> Does this need to be addressed though? I think it needs to be addressed. How would you go about addressing this? Well, obviously you have to state the fact that, you know, with recent events, like we just talked about, you have to understand that like – Either a, either a have to change where they can't get paid, or you have to fix some other people's stuff that happened in the past because, you know, you can't really discredit those people just because of something they made and then make it legal later on. How is that fair? Because it's you know to me mm-hmm. it's not. You know, plus you look at it in terms of, you know, yes, you know now college athletes can make money off their own name. Yes, they can do get sponsors and stuff, but once you get to the point of, hey, if you come here, hey, if you come here, I think that's just kind of tampering. 
and you're not really playing fair anymore. So here's what I think should happen. For one thing, the most popular thing and that's most controversial right now is that Reggie Bush doesn't have his Heisman anymore. They just need to give that back to him. Because I think times are changing and school is expensive. (laughs) But at the same time, it is a little bit overpaid. What I think they need to do, because it's just such a disadvantage to smaller schools. I think it's still... I think this might be controversial, but I think it's okay if they get paid. But at the same, because they are, because if you bring in money for a school, like if you're a really good athlete and you're making people watch your school play, bringing in tickets and money and sure, why not get a little piece of it? But there should be limits because younger, or younger schools, smaller schools can't compete with that. And that's, that's like, it's not like they don't want to, or they wouldn't if they could. It's, it's just, they need, there needs to be a certain point like, limit. Mm-hmm. That that what that's what I would think because I think if you're making the school money, I mean, I'm not opposed to student athletes getting paid. I think it's great that they're able to get paid. My concern is this whole like essential what's tampering because yeah, that that needs to chill. It, like you gotta find a way to address that because if not, it's gonna be all the bigger schools literally like you're gonna have one good player on a on, on, I don't want to say crappy team but like in a smaller school. They're going to lose them because of the money. See, but here's the thing. How can you enforce that? Because technically, like that, the whole money thing, like, temp, like you know, getting paid, that was happening. It just, if you got caught, you were screwed. Well, here's also the Because problem. Reggie Bush, I, he's not the only person that got benefits. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like yeah. That. Well, here's the other thing, too. NIL, I think, was rushed. It should have been better prepared before it was actually introduced into college. That's fair. Now, I've heard a couple ideas floated around. Like, for example, you're not allowed to have an NIL deal until after you've played your first full season of college. Yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I personally wouldn't mind that one. But just like a couple things like that. Well, that would only make sense because why should you get paid if you haven't proven yourself for it, that school? Exactly. So that's like one of the that things makes, you'd be looking that at. Makes, that makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. That. But anyways, it's just it's it's kind of it's it's the Wild West right now in college football, just college sports in general. Because mm-hmm. there was even a case in college basketball. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a Miami guard. He literally told the program, "Either you guys pay me more, or I'm gonna go into transfer portal to someone who is gonna pay me more." Because he, one of his new teammates had just signed a five hundred thousand dollar deal with some car dealership in the local area, mm-hmm. and he was obviously not making that much. Basically, yeah. told him, "Make match that offer for me, or I'm gone." Yeah. In college now. And see, that's what's... I think they should be able to make money, but I don't necessarily think it should be up to them. Yeah. Because they're still kids. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, officially, but they're, like, college kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about, like, capping how much they can make. It's more of a... I don't want, yeah, I don't want to cap how much they make, because personally, obviously, that's not but the money. Thing they, is they can do whatever they want, but it's more of... How schools go about offering the money to the school or to the to the athletes, True. in my opinion. But the reason why I think there should be some sort of cap is because some schools just can't compete no matter how you slice it. It's true. It's true. So, but also, um, it, it's just it's just rough because there are some some schools that are just going to really plummet because of this, and then there are some schools where they might have nobody on their team that's good, that just, but true. they have money, mm-hmm. so now they're going to be one of the most top competitive teams out there. Yep. That's where I don't see the fairness in that. Like, because other schools, like, probably are better for them actually academically, but they can't afford to pay them what these bigger schools are paying them. Mm-hmm. So that's just my reasoning on why there should be. Not, it doesn't have to be like a really sharp cap to like 
a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, it, but, but there should still like like three million for a freaking college student, two million. That's a lot. Like, but like, not all schools can do that. So maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe a million is top. I don't know. Even that seems like a lot to me. It's tough because again, you you have to apply this rule to all of college football. I mean, it's not just one. Maybe team also or based on like their academic uh, um, performance as well, mm-hmm. like how they're doing in school. Because if they're like doing great on the field, but they suck in school, why would you? Why should you pay them money? Yeah, I mean, just like almost have it be like a scholarship, but not. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. Talking, sorry. No, no, you're so, good. You're good. Go ahead. But like when I was playing at the collegiate level, they honestly teach you to think. Think of being at college as a job. You know, if you're trying to go to the NFL, trying to make, you know, make it big, you can't, you know, fall short in the classroom. You can't fall short in the field. And even as a person, you make, need to make sure that you're being an upstanding citizen because people people notice those things, especially in E from Utah where I played football. You know, it's a small town. Everybody, like the first thing they're going to say is, hey, one of your football players was out doing this. Was out doing oh that. yeah, it wasn't like an Ephraim or something is what it is. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They're gonna know who and you so, are immediately. And one of the head coaches, he you know he played the NFL. He's he's no he knows the game, and he knows how like the systems work. So with kind of to read it and um, kind of build that what you were saying, if if you're not holding your end of the bargain, you're not gonna get paid, mm-hmm. right? It's you know it, like any other job. If you're not doing the work, you're not holding your end up. You're slacking. Why should you get paid? What you know what you're supposed to be getting paid if you're not doing the work. Right, right. True. So cool. Well, let's take a break from that, and then we didn't tell our jokes. Well, do you, you know, always got do you. you. Not, do you not have a joke? I don't have one, but do we you got have, you. So do you have a joke? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, be nice. <laughs> All right, let's hear did yours. You, wait, did you have a joke, Jason? Let's see here. Just let you go first. I don't got one today. Yeah, he just showed up. That was. That was, that was a big enough joke for us. I love it. Okay. You know, I can tell it's super stupid, but I can do the tell mine while you're looking up yours. Go for it. Okay. Um, what's a lesbian's favorite sport? What is it? I'm not sure. It's dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am I it. am I wrong? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I like it. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like it. That's, that's all that matters. I like it. All right, fair enough. All right. Go, Jason. Here's a cheesy one for you. Let's hear it. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? Why? In case you got a hole in one. Oh, I get that's it. That's a dad oh. joke. That's a dad joke right there. <laughs> that's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. One hundred percent. I like it. Okay. All right. Just didn't want to go that whole time and not throw something in there because we forgot to do that last time. No not worries. Last no, time or a couple times that. ago, yeah. but yeah. All right. Let's let's kind of shift to um, just because that college was so huge last week. Oh yeah. Um, now let's shift to the more current things that are happening: is NBA playoffs. Well. For those of you who are not watching the game tonight, don't turn on the Warriors game. If you're a Warriors, if you're fan, a Warriors fan, don't turn on the game. First of all, you're gonna be disappointed. Unless you're a bandwagon Warriors fan, I hope you turn on and you're watching right now. Because I think at one point it was like a 55 point game, slightly more respectable now. It's only 41. Oh yeah, and by the way, it's uh, Memphis that's winning. 
Yes. <laughs> Memphis is absolutely destroying these Golden State Warriors. To be fair, I still expect the Warriors to win this one. Yeah, this, this, this kind of stuff doesn't happen very often. It's like once in a blue moon, especially but it's to a not, big it's, team like this. It's still nice to see the Warriors get blown out. There must be a lot of blue moons lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, honestly. 50, but for the Warriors being down by this much, that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't, Especially honestly. in the playoffs. But I'm glad it's happened. If it happens to any team, I'm happy it happened to this team. Well, and something we were kind of talking about right before we started was they're doing this without jaw. They are doing this without jaw, and it just makes you like, here's the thing. You look at game four and game five. Game four, they didn't have jaw. It was a tight game the whole way, but they don't have jaw at the end of the game. They don't have a closer. They get beat out. Game five here, no jaw. They're absolutely clobbering the Warriors. Like, it's not. It, it, yeah. We're talking about steal after steal, turnover after turnover. I think, yeah, I think at one point it was like seven or eight straight turnovers. Yeah. Like, yeah, Memphis, scores. their defense locked down. Yeah. So, I don't know. I still I still can see them coming out of the West, the Warriors, as long as they kind of pull their crap together. But but like kind of how you were saying earlier, just for a moment, imagine the imagine Memphis wins this series. Imagine they win without, this series without Jaw. Exactly. And maybe win a couple more games without him. Like like I don't you think would you would have to you have to consider a potential future without Jaw if they really continue to play this well without him. Yeah, because they went on a huge stretch without him. Like I, they're gonna publicly, they're gonna be like, "No, we want." But just look at the numbers. Yeah, their largest win of the season, a seventy-three point game, was also without John Morant. Yep. Yeah. Biggest lead like ever. I think it was like one fifty-two to like seventy something. It, it was, was insane, rough, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of food for thought because they got to be thinking about that if they keep kind of going along. Like even if, like I said, they don't have to win the whole thing, but if they win this series against Golden State, who is projected to come out of the West, I don't know, dude. Like it's it's something to think about for sure. How about that Celtics Bucks game? First of all, Ooh. Giannis is Giannis he's an animal. Is a, he's an animal. I was just gonna say, playing from with blood coming out of his eye, like from his eye. <laughs> yeah, that man is just. Had he won MVP, I would not have been upset. Let me put it that way. Yeah, he, he is just a, an animal, and I, I love him. He's yeah. he's a great player. He dropped another forty bomb tonight on the Celtics. Oh, it's a good thing he did too. Yeah, it's a good thing because it was like a three point game. And but also Drew Holiday, fun fact, he currently is holding um, other players, so he's the best defender right now in the playoffs. He, he he is holding him to the lowest shooting percentage in the playoffs right now as the primary defender. Wow, that includes people like Giannis, people like. I mean, even, you know, you're Rudy Gobert or whatever, but <laughs> and we'll get to him in a second. We'll here, get so. to him in a minute. But, yeah, what do the Celtics got to do to to force a Game 7 back in Boston? Because Game 6 is in Milwaukee. It's going to happen on Friday night. You know what? I, I would like to say that home court matters, but in this series, it's just so even. Mm-hmm. I honestly think they could win at either Boston or Milwaukee. I think, honestly... They just need to not let Marcus Smart have the ball in the most important possessions of the game. You do realize he's the point guard. <laughs> doesn't matter. You have Jason. You don't. It doesn't matter who it is. You think they're not going to put the ball in LeBron James' hands at the end of the game just because he's not a point guard? No. You well, give it to the he, guy. He's kind of like a point guard center but, forward. But the way he's built, if you knew nothing about basketball, would you say he's like the the point guard? No. Yes, because he has the ball in his hands all that's, the time. That, I guess that's fair. <laughs> he does have the ball a lot when maybe sometimes he should give yes. it up. But. Um, point being, you give it to the guys that have proved themselves so far. Yeah, that's fair. Jason Tatum, at least, 
Jalen Brown I'd give the ball to before Marcus Smart. Yep. And like a crucial point. One hundred percent. That's what that's what killed it. Like honestly, Marcus Smart lost the game for them. So you're saying in crunch time, give the ball to freaking Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Just anyone besides him, even Alfred. Alfred. Like, Harper, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't even care it. if he had the ball because, like, Mark, Marcus Smart, he needs to be in on those last possessions because of his defense, but he needs to not have the ball. <laughs> or if he does, more of a like a spot up shooter role. Yeah, like the strategic passing and yeah, like a pick and roll situation or something. I don't know, just not. Have him be the ball handler. And what does Milwaukee have to do to close out in game six? They just got to go all out, dude. I mean, you, especially after this last game or how close it was, you really have to keep playing that with that same momentum, that same hunger, you know. There's not many, there's not many people like Giannis who can play with blood coming out of his eye. It's fair. Let's it's fair. be fair. And hit a three and while, hit a three while, while he was bleeding. bleeding. He literally hit a three while he was bleeding. So it's, it's, it's fair to say that people like that is what wins – games sure you know you think about even with kobe bryant i remember one um one game he dislocated his finger goes to the side oh yeah he pops it back his in. coach pops it back in goes back in and plays like there's not many people who can actually no. play hardball like i don't think any, mentality right i don't there. think anybody exactly. in the league would do that nowadays i've even seen there's like clips of him like he's sitting on the bench with like both of his shoulders iced up his knees iced up and then he gets back in the game like there was something I was, um, and I don't mean to somehow Ben Simmons always comes up <laughs> when we talk about <laughs> sports, but um, that's kind of what I was thinking of when this whole Ben Simmons thing was coming on. Like there, I can't remember who said it, but um, it might have been JJ Redick. I can't remember, but they said every person playing in the NBA playoffs right now is somewhat like um, hurt. There's a difference between being hurt and injured. Because if you're injured, you're incapable of playing. Like, there is something legitly restricting you. Being hurt is just play through it. Like, be tough. Like, Mm -hmm. like we just said, Giannis freaking, like, went, like, four possessions with with his eye bleeding. And he was just (laughs) Like, they didn't stop the game, and blood was coming down his face. (laughs) That's 100% true. So, you know, it's when when Ben Simmons came up, and they're all talking about, oh, he's injured now, or he's hurt, he's got lower back soreness, and now he has to get, like, now he has had surgery or something. Like, I don't know how he would have gotten hurt, what was playing golf too hard? Like, I don't freaking know. Did he just, like, sit down wrong? Like, I don't freaking understand how he got hurt. But there's a difference between playing, like, hurt and playing injured. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let's hop back on over to the Western Conference. The Suns and the Mavericks. Phil, one of your favorite players is playing in this series. Actually, two of them. Two of them. Um, yeah. Chris Paul and Luka Doncic. Oh my gosh! I know how much you love these guys. I I gotta ask though, what do the Mavericks gotta do in Game Six to force a Game Seven back in Phoenix? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's gonna be tough. Um, I think they need to shut down Booker. They gotta shut down Booker. Okay. Because if Booker's not playing, like he almost wasn't, like in that first series. Yeah. I don't even think they come out of that first series if Booker doesn't play. That's a tough one, yeah. So, if you can just kind of... It's like one of those games, one of those series where you just need to focus everything on Booker. Like, make somebody else beat mm-hmm. you. Because Booker, if he gets hot, he's arguably be- like the best person out there on any team mm-hmm. if he's if he's hot. Because he doesn't miss. So, like, It's true. So, my, my strategy would be just... Make someone else beat you. Don't even let it get in his hands. Okay, I need to bring up another sore spot for you because there's another player in this series who has not played like he did in the first round, Jalen Brunson. 
absolutely torched the Jazz. He averaged 28 yeah. in like it change in the first he's round against the, the Jazz. He's making the Jazz look really bad. He's right looking now. them look terrible. Okay, I think he's only had one decent game in the round in the second round. Yeah. Like he's got to step up. Um, I mean Maxi Kleba, all the three point shooters: Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, um, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith. Like all those guys got to step up too. But I mean, outside of Luca, you got to get some scoring outside of him too. Now, on the flip side here, if you're the Suns, Justin, what do they got to do to close this out? Jason, Jason, I'm sorry. (laughs) Man, so if I'm the Suns. If you're the Suns, what do you got to do to close out the Mavs? You know, it's all about, I think, when it comes to with skilled, knowledgeable players. Especially especially if we're talking about Daniel Booker, who's a very, very technical player. You obviously need to really kind of understand – First off, what time, what type of team you're playing? Yep, and then how you can exploit their, exploit them. You know, we talked about all these different players, all these different teams, but really, if whoever is going to be able to get the ball and pass, shoot, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, you got to really just keep it down there at the end, mm-hmm. and don't don't worry about the turn. Well, you might worry about turnovers, but don't have a large turnover margin. We talked about earlier about how Memphis was stealing the ball from. Golden State. I mean, they had seven in a row. You know, it's you true. Really, you really just have to be like take care of the basketball. If I'm the Suns, you run your offense to DeAndre Ayton. The Mavs do not have rim protection. Yep. Just feed DeAndre Ayton all day. Make them foul him. Make like make them stop DeAndre Ayton because they're decent at stopping the three point. Mm-hmm. But in the paint, they just don't have much defense. No, DeAndre Ayton kind of beats up on those he guys. He, he's got to be aggressive. He's got to take the shots. That's fine. He's, he's got to miss be, some. He's got to be how I wish Rudy Gobert was. Just be aggressive. Go up for those strong baskets and not try to flail around if your arm gets hit or something. Rudy Gobert just needs another move outside of a dunk. <sighs> yeah, we're not talking about him right now because <laughs> it, I'm going to – I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, we'll, we'll – Talk about him in a, a little bit later. Sure. Let's talk about the last series here. Another blowout last night. The Heat eviscerated the the Sixers last night. You know what I think? I think James Harden is. Uh, if you're gonna irrelevant. say wash, we already know that. No, no, no. I think I don't. He was supposed to make the team better. True, and he's probably gonna get traded again next season. I don't know where he wants to go. Maybe he wants to go be a Celtic next year. <laughs> but the thing is. Embiid, you feel so bad for because this dude's playing with a broken bone in his face. Yep. He's playing with a thumb that, like, is basically just messed up beyond belief right now. But he's all, he's someone right now who's playing tough, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing through, playing hurt. Um, it's, it's hard because you can't really put any of the blame on Joel Embiid right now. No, Joel Embiid, the reason they did not get swept is because Embiid came back. Oh, yeah. In games One, three and yeah. four. Yeah, I I don't think the 76ers make it out of this. I don't think they come out of this series. And like, if you're the Sixers, though, what do you got to do to force a game seven? You're back. I, in James Philly. Harden needs to step up. He needs to. He had a good game um, a couple of games ago. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one, but he was getting. He was kind of looking like the James Harden from Houston. He was able to create some space, get that step back three, which is mm-hmm. travel, whatever. He gets that step back three, and he makes like if he can kind of step it up back to. You know, turn back time a little bit, which it looked like he did for one of those Just games. Just a short minute, yeah. That I mean, Embiid needs help, and that's why they that, that's why they drafted Harden. There's what do you no, mean traded for him? Traded for him, yeah. That, but yeah, that, there's no reason like there's no other like thing they need to do. That's the whole reason they brought him there. 
They like, didn't bring him there to like get what, out. What about stuff. Tobias Harris? What are we looking at? Tyrese Maxey, you know, a couple other scores. Tyrese Maxey has stepped up. He's proven he can play. Mm-hmm. It, no one needs to prove themselves on that team except for Harden. That's so he needs to pre- he needs to show mm-hmm. this like now, or else they're mm-hmm. done. Now, now for the Miami Heat, Jason, we got to step over to them. What do they got to do to close out the Sixers? Because they're back in Philadelphia. Now they're probably going to be playing without Kyle Lowry again. Kyle Lowry is out, I think, with some sort of injury. Mm-hmm. But they still got Jimmy Butler. They got Bam Adebayo. Jimmy Butler looks like he He's wants another shot at that. Tyler Hero, six man of the year as well, playing hella good as well. And then not to mention, they also have a $90 million man on the bench who's only played, I think, <laughs> one minute in this series, Duncan Robinson. That's a and very he, this is the first year of his seat, of his contract, by the way. That is a very expensive seat. <laughs> but if you're thinking about it, what did he got to do to close out the Sixers? Well, honestly... Jimmy Butler's just got to keep playing, playing. like Because he's really one of the best players on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, got to take advantage of Jim of Harden. Harden, yep. Just, just not playing as well. Make sure he doesn't play well. You know, and if you can get him out of the game, they're, essentially their whole offense can kind, of, can kind of shut down. True. You know, also with Tyrese Maxey, he's been playing really good, stepped up. You know, you just got to take out all their – Got to shut down all their technical players who also can shoot well. Yep. Got to adapt, maybe make sure you're running the right schemes. Make sure you know who, you, who you're playing against. And then I think essentially just that's true. Yeah. If I'm the Heat, my game plan is revolving around Embiid. You get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. You force Harden to beat you because yep. at this point he hasn't proven in this series that he can do that. You know, you force Harden. I would focus on letting Harden and Tobias Harris take all the shots, get the ball out of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey's hands, especially those two. Because those two are the ones who have proven they can score. Harris has stepped up a little bit. Harden has obviously not done his part. You make those two beat you. Focus all your energy. You constantly double-team Joel Embiid. Get that ball out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, Bam Adebayo's got a shot of that man. Anytime that man's in the paint, Bam is right there, right on Joel his Because Joel Embiid kind of do... Anything. Embiid can do anything. Even while he's hurt, he can still do it. He's got post moves. He's got defense. Not greatest defense, but he's got defense. Yeah, he's got defense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one. If if they can shut down Embiid, I think the Sixers are going to scramble, and I think it's going to be over. Just because Harden is the key to that team right now. He really is. Embiid's, like, literally playing with a broken bone in his face. Like, a broken – I think it was like a – I can't remember what it was, but I think it was somewhere near his, his eye. Like, there's a bone, like, it's actually broken, like, in his face. Well, yeah, because I think he got elbowed in the face by Siakam yeah. or something like that. And that dude's still playing. <laughs> like, I mean, that, I mean, you do not need to him. ask any more of that man. <laughs> like, shout out that, to that man. I think the Sixers actually did get fined for how he came back. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're the Sixers, you don't care because you are scrambling to not drown in this playoff series. Well, yeah, especially because how, how influential and... Um, how needed he is for this offense. He basically is like the defense, but also makes critical plays inside the paint. There's not very much, not very many people like this guy, especially for a team like the Sixers, who's mm-hmm. underrated mm-hmm. and not very like they don't really get a lot of attention. Really, nobody really votes for them that much in terms of success. And so, trust the process. To, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what <well>, process? <laughs> exactly. So, like, for having some sort of, you know, hope, I think that's why they rely on him heavily. Also, with James Harden. I mean, he was second in MVP, and honestly, even though that James Harden did 
go there, I don't think it would have been the worst. Like, you wouldn't be, like, a bad argument for him to have won it either. Because James Harden did not prove what he was supposed to be. I think he played good for, like, a couple weeks, if that. And then it's like, where is he? It's like he's now back to what he was doing in Brooklyn, back to what he was doing towards the end of his Houston career. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, if Embiid had won MVP, I wouldn't have been, like, upset. I'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Because, but just because Harden is that big of a name and that trade happened, I don't think that's why he won. So just, I guess, transitioning over to, you know, MVP this year was Jokic, two-time back-to-back. Back-to-back, 15th player in NBA history to do it. And even though I said it does, it would have made sense if Embiid won it, I 100% agree it was Jokic. That poor man went through hell and back this season with no teammates. Again, I will continue to say this. He is the only, He was on the only team in the NBA out of 30 teams. There was only one team that did not have two people average 15 points per game. <laughs> That's so bad. Jokic was the only one who was over 15 points per game. Every other team. I'm including the Rockets. I'm including the Magic. And I'm the including Pistons. the Pistons. Yep. And the OKC Thunder. Yep. All of those teams had at least two 15-point-per-game scores. We had Jokic, a bunch of, I don't know. No, Nobody. We have, the, we have yeah. the shell of Aaron Gordon. We have old man Jeff Green. And a bunch of people who couldn't shoot the three to save their lives. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the Jazz got rid of Jeff Green. Super good dude, but you just can't do it. Yeah, it's uh, it was like a notch above G League. They were playing with. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm happy Jokic won the MVP. But when you're not playing, when you're missing your number two and your number three option, basically, all, well, your number two all season, your number three for most of the season. I mean, it was. Well, Jamal Murray can be, he's almost on the same level as Jokic. He's, honestly. He's up there, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say he's, like, better than Jokic, but he's definitely as high of caliber player. Oh, 100%. So, and it's not, and, and think about it, these high, like, Profile teams like the Lakers with the super mm-hmm. team, right? Nets with the super team. Nets got swept in the first round. Lakers yes. didn't even make the playoffs. Nuggets I just were say, in like a like fourth seed, was it? No. No, we were the sixth seed. Sixth seed. I will say this. Jokic was the highest points per game scorer in the first round, which means he was the highest scorer in the first round. He had to Over be. his last three games, the man averaged over 35 points a game, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Yeah, he had like yeah, including two back to back thirty seven point games, they, and they st- and they and didn't get swept. His team can't do. They didn't crap. get swept. Yeah, I know. Brooklyn they- got swept. Nuggets did not. Hmm. So, yeah, I I totally understand people's arguments for Joel. Hmm. Even Giannis, right? Two great players, honestly, like both equally deserving. I think. But Jokic deserved it that much more, only because you take Jokic. MVP means most valuable player. Exactly. You take that team. You take Jokic off of the Nuggets. I'm I'm thinking single digit wins here. It's possible. Yes. It's very possible. Hundred yes, percent. You you take Embiid off of that team with Harden if Harden because if maybe maybe that's what maybe Harden needs to kind of prove himself. Maybe he needs to kind of be forced to do. He something. needs to be the number one again. Like so, what, make him the number one. I don't think they miss the playoffs. It's true. Like, even if they make the play in, like they'd still make the playoffs. Now, is it too early to predict who next year's NBA MVP will be? Yes. No. Personally, I, I I can tell you this right Wrong now. Answer, <laughs> Wrong answer, Phil. <laughs> I don't think it's Nikola Jokic. Uh, as much as as good as you think it is, voter fatigue is going to kill him. Just like it got Rudy Gobert this year in Defensive Player of the Year because he was clearly the best defensive player. But we'll you know again. Yeah, it's, that's, it, it is what it is. Voter fatigue going to get it. I think next year's MVP is going to be Luka Doncic. 
See, here's here's the thing. The reason why I say it's too early is because look how good Steph looked at the beginning of this year. He didn't even finish as a finalist. I, it's but too early. you have to also understand, Steph also had help again. Remember, still, he, he had a, still, he had an All Star starter teammate. Still, although I do not agree with that, he still had an All Star starter teammate in Andrew Wiggins. He oh also had a final, he also had a yeah. top five vote getter in MIP for the most improved so, player in Jordan Poole. So, but here's the thing: it wouldn't have, if Steph had kept that same play up, that wouldn't have mattered. Draymond Green, an, another All Star. Clay Thompson, another former All Star, also came back this season. No, I know. I'm but. So that's Steph, what hurt him. But the way Steph was playing, he. But that I don't, that's not what hurt him. I don't think he he totally dropped in his stats. He did. His shooting he, it wasn't was that great. Hor- it was actually really bad for mm-hmm. like a good stretch. So just, that's why I say it's it's fun to speculate. But I think it like legit. It's too early. Up. Give me a name. Um, I'm trying to. I want to say Luka Doncic. I say Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. What about you, Jason? Just give us a quick one. Quick one. I honestly have no idea. I, I really couldn't say, to be honest. I, I almost feel like it's, you know, it could be too early. But I think it could be both the potential and um, even if he came in second, it could be Embiid. That's true. That's true. I can totally see Embiid doing it again. The reason I'm saying Luka Doncic, for two reasons. One, he's going to have the narrative next year. Mm-hmm. Media drives the narrative for MVP. And since they are the ones who vote for MVP, I think it's going to be him. It's possible. Number but two. I, but but with sense. Jason Tatum... Well, you keep going. I'll tell you. The, what. Jason Tatum has Jalen Brown. That's going to hurt him. Well, we'll keep going. Just keep going. What you were doing Luka Doncic at the moment doesn't necessarily have that. I mean, he has solid role players, good players. But I'm saying he's going to have the narrative. He's going to be better next year. Not to mention, I mean, he finally made it to the second round of the playoffs, which is a first for him because he's been knocked out in the first round every other time. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing really well. And too. he's been playing extremely well, exactly. So that's why I would say it's Luka Doncic. I say Tatum. Because Tatum has not just kind of he hasn't gotten like kind of progressively better. He made a huge leap. That first round he went nuclear. No one has ever played defense on Kevin Durant like that ever. Not that I can remember. Ever. And if he what what makes you say that he's not gonna get even better next year? He will, but I think again, it's gonna hurt him the fact that he has a very good But what if they win this series? And what if he keeps going? That's gonna give even more media attention because it will be because of Jason Tatum. I am just looking at it right now based off of how everything stands. No, yeah, and that's that's I mean, Luca would be if I could see him being a finalist, but if it became him or um Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, you'd have to give it to Tatum. Because he's better all around. Luca has the Horrible defense. Horrible defense. He could the be Suns better. pick on him. He could be better. He, he could be? <laughs> Dude could at least try. Dude, this guy watches. If they're driving, he's going to watch him run right by him. If you, like, if I'm Chris Paul or Devin Booker, I go at Luka. That's actually how I beat the Mavericks if I'm the Suns. Now I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, make him foul. You go at Luka because his defense is actual trash. So Jason Tatum is a much better all-around player. He's just as talented offensively. I feel like this is personal towards Luca. No, no, no. I'm no. I'm just saying, like, it's so clear to me that Tatum would so much be more deserving because just talent-wise, like Luca couldn't guard Durant like that. I mean, Luca knocking the Jazz out of the first round has nothing to do with this. If the Celtics were playing, if it was, I know it wouldn't happen because they're obviously in different conferences. Mm-hmm. But if the series was the Jazz and Celtics, Celtics would have swept the Jazz. Yes. Agreed. 
because of Tatum. But that just puts him on the same par as the Nets, is what you're saying. <laughs> hey, if, I can, if we can be compared to how the Nets should have been, hey, that's we're not gone. comparing to should have been. We're I just know. compared I'm, to how it but, was. But my but my point is, if if it were the Celtics against the Jazz, if they were in the same conference, no way. I would have loved to watch, but I would have no like. Uh, hope. Well, <laughs> again, like, well, this, this, sucks, this is all pure is speculation. Again, this is all pure speculation. We still have the rest of the playoffs to go, but yeah. it, it's always it's always fun to just look a little bit in the future. Oh yeah, because it is too early. Because because this year the MVP race came right down to the last minute. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, anyways, but well, something crazy also happened this last what saturday on saturday the kentucky derby i know we're switching over to horse racing here, i know but you guys got to hear us out on this this one. is because this might not happen again for another like 100 years <laughs> if that so go ahead and tell them what happened fixed, which is also a possibility i under uh, it could be but let's be honest let's just in the future but this is actually still really cool so rich strike had eight this is a horse rich strike had 80 to 1 odds to win the kentucky derby the favorites um, I think his name was Epicenter. Epicenter had, I think it was one to four odds. Mm-hmm. Like this man was the heavy favorite to win it, or this horse, right. I guess. Sorry, this eighty to one odds horse won the Kentucky Derby down the stretch. Yeah, dude, that's we're that's not going to see that again in our like, lifetime. Huh? That more is than the likely. second largest upset in Kentucky Derby history. That's what's even more crazy. It's the second most. Yeah, <laughs> the other the one first. was a ninety-one to one odds. Yeah, that was what you said. That was like 1913. That was like 1913. So that was over yeah. 100 years ago. Yeah. So. Now, a lot of people may not understand how crazy it is for something 80 to 1 odds to win is. So I'm going to give you a couple of comparisons here. Yeah. So first of all, let's just talk in money-wise here. 80 to 1 odds basically means you put a dollar on those odds, you win 80 if the person you pick wins. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let me give you a couple of ones here. So this is NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Let me name a couple of teams who have 80 to 1 odds to win. This was for this last tournament. UConn. Or UConn. U, um, San Diego State. Xavier. Notre Dame. Colorado State. This last tournament, those teams went a combined 1 and 4. Notre Dame was the only team that won a game. Gosh dang it, dude. Okay. Let me give you another one here. At the start of this last season, the 2022 NBA season, the New York Knicks had 80 to 1 odds to win the NBA Finals. The New York Knicks had 80 to 1 wow. odds. Wow. Now, this, the this is before started? the season started. This is before they went down. This is after they were the four seed and lost in the first round to the Trey Young led Hawks. Wow. They were 80 to 1 odds. This is the one that's going to get you the most. You ready for this one? What? Get pumped up. In the NFL, I'm going to name two people, or I'm going to name three people. Okay. 70 to 1 odds to win the MVP, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> 80 to 1 odds to win the MVP, Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. Okay, before I go on to the next that one. That proves how bad he is, just saying. That just proves how crazy of an upset this was. I don't I don't know if you understand how bad Phil hates Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, he... he we're not going to get into that, that right now. That man's walking trash. Just keep going. He has 80 to 1 odds to win the NFL MVP this So you're upcoming. saying there's a chance. So you're <laughs> Carson Wentz is looking at this and he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. 
and, 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 and now in your head, Phil, you have to be like, crap. There's a chance. No, that tells me, wow, this guy actually really does suck. I'm it's yes. not just in my head. And then just the Seattle Seahawks in general are tied with the Giants and the Panthers at 90 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So I want you to use that Carson. Like, I actually was going to guess Carson. Lentz you were going to guess when you, when you brought it up earlier. Yes, but that is just crazy. 80 to 1 odds. Carson Wentz, like, for the, for those of you who don't understand horse riding I'm or just even football in general, Phil, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Explain Carson Wentz in 60 seconds just to explain how crazy it is those 80 to 1 odds actually came through. Let me just say how bad Carson seconds. Wentz Go. is in 60 seconds. Okay, so Carson Wentz's own team, the Colts, actually said they would not have kept him after their playoff run if they had one. Uh, he got traded because he's, you know, awful. The Eagles gave up so much for him and had to give up even more to let him go. Um, he's a starter, not even really a confirmed starter for the Commanders, who are one of the worst teams that we've seen in a long time. And it's not even, I predicted he's not even going to be a starter by week six because that dude is one of the worst throwers I've ever seen in my life. That dude will get sacked just because he wants to. Like, I think he might like the contact. Like, that's how questionable it is on how good he is at this freaking game. No, this, this dude, when I said his act, he's actual walking trash. Like, there's a, like, his own teams don't like him. Just saying. Like, even when he was traded to the commanders, they said he was a bridge quarterback. And that's time. So obviously, this man he can go on a lot longer on Carson. Oh Wentz yeah, if he sixty truly seconds to. is yeah. It's it's just enough for us to just truly understand how crazy it is that eighty to one odds actually pulled this off. Now, I, I mean that's just crazy to me. And if you think about it, eighty to one odds like that's just now. To be fair, I, odds don't always tell the full story. Because no. I just want to bring this back real quick. You know who <laughs> you know who had the two top odds to win the finals this season? Yep. The Brooklyn Nets. And the Lakers. And the L.A. Lakers. Where did they end up? I don't know. One of them not. never made the play-in. They're watching the playoffs with us. Yes. <laughs> Basically, like, <laughs> that's they're... how bad it is. Yeah. Like, But anyways, 80 to 1 odds to win the Kentucky Derby. That's like me. Like, that's like me saying, yeah, if Carson wins one MVP, I'd get his name tattooed on my leg or something. It's not going to happen. The I would odds put are more... much larger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just because I said that, he's going to like go back to that MVP type season he had. Carson Wentz, if you ever listen to this, I want you to know that <laughs> Philip Edwards of Sandy, Utah, will get this tattoo on his arse for you if you win that MVP for him. But the caveat <laughs> is you have to come kiss it when he does. <laughs> yes, 100%. Feel free. That's to- <laughs> if the FedEx field doesn't kill him. <laughs> That's true. That FedEx field is – that's the worst field that man could be on. <laughs> so, I.e., just look at Joe Theismann. Look at Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, look at uh, RG3. RG3. One of the – an up-and-coming guy. Like, literally didn't even do anything. Just stepped weird and then he was done. Yeah. If, of all players, that man is the last player to be on that field. Yeah, that poor man. He, uh, he somehow broke both of his feet last season at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that dude's trash. <laughs> but, no. But the horse overcame him. The horse, that horse the overcame horse, literal impossible odds. Pretty much. To win. Like, not definitionally like not by definition impossible but but like reality pretty impossible reality that yeah that's just insane stuff there but yeah i still have no faith in carson lines just saying <laughs> I, oh, I, I 100% expected that all right phil i want to give you a little bit of time here 
Because I know I know this is going to take a minute. Well, I also want your thoughts on it. Too. I will get to it, but I need you to... I don't want to cut you off because I know you're going to go off for a minute. We That's why maybe you should go first. No, because I want to respond to what you're okay. going to say. <laughs> okay. So, Donovan Mitchell, subject of a lot of trade speculation these past it's like couple weeks. everywhere. Nothing is confirmed. Nothing no is reliable confirmed. sources anywhere. Exactly. But the speculation is there, and normally where there is smoke, there is fire. And that's what's... We've already talked about who you would prefer. Obviously, Rudy Gobert to get out. But only be- because, only because, if that one rumor that was very strangely, weirdly specific that we talked about last week, if that's mm-hmm. true, I want Gobert gone. It's true. If if that's true, I want him out. And it was very strangely specific. That's that's what. Yeah. So so there's trade talks about Donovan leaving. It does make me a little nervous, but I'm still fairly confident he's not going to leave. But that is only because of Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is going to keep him here That's at least true. one more. I'm not saying he's even. I'm not even saying he's here for the long haul at this point because I'm sure that's how crazy it's been. But Dwayne Wade being there and kind of taking Donovan under his wing like rookie year, like right when he came into the NBA, like Dwayne Wade was like, "This is my dude. I see so much in him." And Donovan like is a smart man, so of course he's gonna like let Dwayne Wade like. Mentor. mentor him like obviously there's not much better to be a mentor from like holy crap but there is so many trades out there like it's got you wondering it's got it's, you wondering and the crazy thing is if you know what makes me really mad is i see a lot of ja- jazz fans being like yeah we need to get him out of utah like how stupid are you there like it is. like how how dumb are you? Because if you're either like, oh, yeah, so many people want Donovan. Even Gobert, there's lots of teams that are actually confirmed wanting him. Like Golden State. But you also got to understand. I'm, I'm just – my point My point is, leading up to this, if so many teams are wanting him, why should we get rid of him? Because if he's everyone's wanting him, that means he's good. True. But so Gobert. why would we get rid – Gobert is like – like I said, especially if the rumors are true, get him out of here. That's the most toxic thing I've ever heard, honestly, coming from a player. It's in true. That kind it's of, true. But, um, the, like, I understand that other people wanting to kind of, like, do fun trades to see if they could get Donovan. But when Jazz fans do it, it makes me think people are actually, like, there are stupid people on this planet. Like, like stupid people are going to exist regardless. Like, Donovan has been an all-star he wasn't an all-star his rookie year, but his rookie year, he still did events in the... He won the freaking slam dunk contest. That was pretty Yeah, cool. and he also like, led the Jazz to the upset of the OKC. He three. did. Yeah. yeah. And I, there's no reason that you should want to get rid of him yet. Now, if there's a year where we just don't make the playoffs and Donovan is the one kind of leading the charge in that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't working, right? But... You would have to pay a pretty price and give us some pretty hefty players for that dude for me. Like, I... Like, seriously. Like, because this dude is still super young. He's not in his prime yet. I don't believe he's in his prime. I will say this. A lot of people think he's already hit his ceiling, though. Yeah. Those are called idiots. <laughs> <laughs> those are people who haven't watched the Jazz because the Jazz are not a very high-value Defensively, he still has a lot of room to grow. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. But, but still, like, people who talk a lot of crap on the Jazz and stuff like that, the Jazz are not a very high-market team. Like, the Lakers uh warriors right like big teams like that it's it's just that no one like when people talk about them i literally wonder if they actually watch them Mm -hmm. because some of the things they say i'm like 
what? Like I like I watch the jazz like religiously, like more than I go to church. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I watch them all the time. Like, and it's like they're saying stuff. Like, are they watching something that I'm not? Like, like they'll say stuff that it's almost like made up. That's why I don't believe a lot of the rumors because some of them are just so out there and Mm -hmm. so out of left field. It's like, like I don't understand. It's like people almost are just wanting to create some sort of drama because there hasn't been one confirmed leak or report or anything about Donovan actually wanting to be traded. True. What about the report that Quinn Snyder is expected to be the coach of the Jazz this next season again? I don't hate it, but what I don't like is that he's not on the hot seat. I think he 100% needs to be on the hot seat because Mm -hmm. he is one who I think might have hit his ceiling. Like the furthest we made, I think, with him was last year. And we went like four games, five, six games, six games in round two. Yeah, like something needs to change after a two-zero lead. By the way, yeah, I know we were at one of those games. <laughs> we won one, and, and yeah, <laughs> we only go to games where they win. But the thing is, it's Quinn Snyder. I don't, I, I like him a lot, but I'm really struggling to want to keep him. But I'm thinking if maybe he has a little bit more pressure and actually is like, oh crap, if I don't do something, I don't have a job. I will say this: I personally think they need to move off of Quinn Snyder. I think back to the Toronto Raptors when they got rid of coach Dwayne Casey. After he, he that same year, he won I, coach yep. of the year. I think about that all the time. Like, And they promoted from within Nick Nurse, and they won the championship that very next I year. I think they should give him at least try to start him out this year. Give him one more go. I think they get rid because, of him this offseason. Because I honestly don't think it was his fault because they were looking pretty good the first half of the year. And then Danny Ainge came in. And I don't know if necessarily think it was him that caused the issue, but I think maybe one of the players didn't like it and caused the riffle. And if what the rumors I'm hearing are true, it was Gobert. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense if that rumor came out to be true. There's a lot going on with Gobert right now because it the, they're basically the same team, and but statistically and like player talent wise, they should have been even better this year. True, it's true, but to they're be just, fair, Mike they're, they're, Conley also did not look like Mike Conley of last year. That's one. I love Mike Conley too. He's a great dude. He, smart player. Great guy. Can shoot well. But when you load manage a player all year for him to be healthy in the playoffs and then he doesn't do anything in the playoffs, what's the point of keeping him? It's true. It's true. Granted, I have no disrespect against him because I think he's better than Rubio. I think he's better than the other point guards we've had in the past. Like, mm-hmm. by a fair margin. <laughs> since, like, what, Darren Williams? Basically. basically yeah. So. I mean, it's it's rough. It's a, I, Every day I'm just waiting for something to drop. That's true. Jason, what do we think? Do we keep or let go of Quinn Snyder? I mean, just I think from my personal experience just watching the Jazz with some of the, some of the past games, I honestly – I feel like it's time to find an actual, like a different coach to start something new to, and refine the team down. You know, with this, with this coach, I think it's, it's going to be – it could be the same stuff. You know, there's really not much of a game plan that he probably doesn't have. Like he has already tried to bring to the to the Jazz, and if it's and if it hasn't been effective, you know, why why bring back somebody who's not going to get the job done effectively? You know, I feel like a new coach would be beneficial, especially somebody who's got the experience of you know working with these athletes or like these teams who've been further than round two in playoffs uh-huh. who has that experience because if you want to go that 
go as far as possible, you need people who know how to get there. You know, unless sure. he's unless he's got something that he's just been hiding, just like yeah, you know, right up his ass. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I personally think we get rid of Quinn Snyder and you promote Alex Jensen to head I coach. W- I would not hate that. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe he just hasn't been under any kind of pressure, and pressure either. Makes diamonds or it breaks pipes. You also got to understand, neither was Dwayne, Dwayne Casey when he won Coach of the Year. He There was no indication they were going to let him go. And see, that's where it's a little bit different, though. Because here, there's speculation when he could not be back. It's true. Last year, it was just like... or Sounds But that other shady. situation, it was kind of like, wait, what? He's not the coach there anymore? Mm-hmm. Like It was like out of the blue. Here, it's like, hmm, is he going to return? Because he had a press conference where he talked. He didn't confirm or deny that he was going to stay with the Jazz. It's true. Basically, all he said is that we want more. But if we do get a new coach, I would so much rather try to promote from within because he's very familiar with the systems and he might just have a little bit different take on it and might be able to tweak it I think it a they got to do something very similar, and we've said this multiple times. Promote from within. Sorry, Snyder, you got to go make a big trade for a solid player in the offseason. Mm. We already know who I want. Damian Lillard. I'm, you get I'm, yourself Damian Lillard to Utah. Again, I think it's still a very – unlikely trade just because that's an interdivision trade but at the same time if it's not damian lillard you got to look elsewhere john Morant? no i would love john Morant. no because they would ask for donovan in that trade but <laughs> yeah no i there's not one player that i'd be like yeah i'd rather have him instead of uh uh, really, but that's also are, my are very you sure? personal are you preference sure? you don't you don't you wouldn't want to have a Giannis Antetokounmpo in Utah, rather than Adonis no, Mitchell. No, but here's no, but here's what I'm saying. Are we going to James Harden? Oh, oh okay, no, F- I can't agree <laughs> there. I can't agree there. <laughs> F James Harden, bro. F James Harden. Yeah, yeah, that's right. James James Harden is, in my opinion, is done. But it, anyways, he's, even he's, Jason Tatum over Donovan. Let's be honest. Oh, I take Jason Tatum right now over Donovan. Yeah. I mean, I would miss Donovan. Even, probably, even I would probably cry even, if he even left. Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. I think. Would be my actually my top yeah. choice. I'm not gonna lie, my top choice would be Giannis because just because he's amazing on both sides. The reasoning why I would choose Jokic is he is the smartest basketball player I think yeah, I've ever very seen. Very high IQ. Yes. So I don't know. Either way, it I would need someone like that though for me to be okay with it. And even yeah. then, I still would be okay with that. I would I cry for days. <laughs> like, like, I would. It would be really rough, and I would probably just go into a depression for about three months. But it's fine. Story of your life. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you don't need to broadcast that. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's rough. I really like Quinn. I want to I, me just personally want to give him one more shot, mm-hmm. see if he does make adjustments. But that's also kind of what the problem was. He wasn't really making mm-hmm. adjustments, <laughs> so it's, it's true. like it's true. But that's why I say at least try him out. And if he's not working out for him, I don't like people getting fired like that. Maybe let him go mid season and give the guy a second up a try. Well, well, the way I see it is, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but it, the definition of being, I think it's like psychotic, whatever, is doing the same thing over and over, insanity. but expect, yep. insanity. But expecting a different. That's what I'm saying. Like yes. if he comes back, he's got to make some adjustments. He's got to make some adjustments. They got to trade for someone else. Four years straight of if, Rudy and Donovan. It's think, just not well, working. Think about out. this: if your if your job is being threatened, are you going to keep doing the same thing? He hasn't even ha- like he's not even on a hot seat right now. No one even like, expects him to be fired or. To be fair, there's a chance he might be. They're just not broadcasting well, the, that. The to thing the world. is, I don't think. Well, he wouldn't be fired. He just wouldn't be signed. Mm-hmm. So like, if he re- 
that's what's kind of tough. Obviously, he might not even ever be on the hot seat because they're not going to sign him back. Because you are you going to resign with a team that's going to be like, yeah, you can come back with us, but you're going to be like in danger of your job. So it's like, but even then, I feel like it's going to be rough for him in general because if he doesn't feel the pressure from outside sources, he's going to feel the pressure on himself to make this team better. It might just, you know, which I think he should. Well, like obviously, you want to put pressure on a team to make sure that they're doing the best they can do. But if you're doing like, you know, outside techniques or like not really, you're just trying to do it, like find something quick, or even just do something that's not really, you know. Because if if we did get a new coach, I would have a hard time getting anyone else. The only person actually that I would think of out like an outside hire would be the Lakers coach, Frank Vogel. Because I don't want Doc Rivers. Yeah, that um, is the definition of insanity. Dude does the, does the same thing every place he goes. He never wins anymore because he blows the three to one lead. Because <laughs> I think the 76ers Sixers um, are like one in sixteen from being down two zero or something like that. It's tough. It's tough, and there. it's not looking good. Not to mention, Doc Rivers also has the worst record in NBA history in elimination games. Yeah. I wouldn't want Doc Rivers. <laughs> so I would much rather give either Frank Vogel because I don't think it was fair what they did to him. The Lakers is a whole different story. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They are run like a dollhouse. That's what I'm saying. Like, if LeBron's not there, they might actually have won the playoffs. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think LeBron should have stayed in Cleveland because Cleveland actually looked good this year. <laughs> like, weirdly, they looked really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, like I said, it's, it's like living in walking on eggshells every day, thinking about what's going to happen with the jazz. Cause anything could happen. Cause there's so many rumors out there about just Donovan for that and Gobert first report. And the, that Woj bomb is what we're waiting for. <laughs> oh yeah. And cause like, you're trying to send me all this fake stuff. I'm like, you know, I know that's fake. Cause I, but gonna, even you, you freeze up for a couple of seconds and yeah. you're like, that's not real. Is well, it? No. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I would, I should have seen this. Like, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't totally surprise me to see Donovan request a trade on if I'm being 100% honest, but it also wouldn't make sense to well, me. Surprise and depression are two different things. That That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it wouldn't totally surprise me, but it would bum me out like none other. Yes. But it would also be very confusing for me because of how close him and Dwayne Wade are. True. That's what would be weird for me. Of course, me. you also have to understand Dwayne Wade, I'm sure, could still have an easy prominent role if he wanted in like the Miami organization. True, but 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 he's an actual owner of the Jazz. That's True, different. But, than but being he an could easily influence. sell that, and I'm guarantee you, the owner of the Heat would be like Wade. We'd give you the same stake if you brought us Donovan. And I think that's what's super um, prominent in just the industry as well, in terms of basketball, is not very many players or even people want to invest in the Jazz. You know, I think back in the- they need <laughs> to like win a championship for anyone to really care. Yeah, exactly. Because I know there was talk about trying to get Damian Lillard to come over to the Jazz, and he's like, nah. Because like, we don't really have much to offer. Actually, well, to be fair with Damian, he doesn't actually, want to be Portland. But. Actually, but Damian did say he would play in Utah. He has said that. Yes, because he played at Weber State. Yeah. And if he just wasn't so freaking loyal to that team, what have they done for him that he wants to stay? They paid Pam really good. He's not even like that well paid. Like honestly, in comparison to other players, like what have they done for him that he just should be like that? He should feel this way about them. Didn't they just make another change in the front office or something? Probably. Like literally, like two days ago. Probably. Like, just 
for, I, like I said, I, I would love for him to come to Utah, but I don't even care if he comes to Utah. Just leave Portland. <laughs> like, that city, you've done enough. I, uh, I, I, I'm not even a Portland fan or a Lillard fan, but, like, I feel so bad for that dude. Like, it's like love is blind. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to be there anymore. It's Anyways, that's just my inner just, feelings. It's probably just his honor code. You know, there's a lot of people who even have really good opportunities. You know, going back to, like, the college football scene or even just college sports in general, they have opportunities to go to, like, really, really good schools but turn it down to go to, you know, a school that their families went to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's big with even BYU. There's a lot of recruits that could have gone to, like, LSU, Alabama, you know, or even just some other, other schools, Arkansas. I know one one of my buddies, his brother was going to head using all these schools even for Arkansas. That's where they're from. But chose to go to BYU because that's, you know, where his family went. That's where, you know, he believes this is the right place to go. You know, so I think that also in, you have to think about when it comes to sports is, you know, this this team has done so much for me or my family's done this. and But that's my question. What has Portland done for him except for let him down? They got him to the Western Conference Finals one time. And? Like they, they got did, swept. That's, <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, granted, that's further than the Jazz have made in a long time. Look, but unfortunately, still, but not everyone can be as loyal as Dame Lillard, and we may just not ever fully understand that. Like, does he have some sort of, like, incentive or something where he cannot go out so he loses it? Probably. I don't know. Look, D- Dame Lillard is just a good person. I so just, it could literally just come down to that. that he is Can't just, he just be bad for, like, one time, <laughs> please? No, because then he turns into the Utah Jazz. If you look at a Donovan and Damian backcourt, where's oh the defense? Oh my gosh, you don't need it <laughs> with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, with that high caliber of a freaking team, you're right. Uh, I'm still portraying it out there, like manifesting every day. You're but not wrong, yeah. It, it's not even a bad decision. Like honestly, mm-hmm. it would benefit both teams with the trades that I've like said. Like Sam Colney, O'Neal, even Gobert over there. You're not like, wrong. Like, honestly, it's... Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Portland would get the better of that trade. 100%. But both teams would significantly improve. Yes, 100%. So, it, it's definitely necessary. I, I love O'Neal. If Gobert said wasn't true, I still like Gobert. <laughs> but, again, if it, what he said is true, I'm like, get him out. I don't want him. <laughs> but, anyways. So... Was there anything else? I think that's it for tonight, man. I think we're out of time. But, hey, guys, like normal, like usual, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, shoot us a message, DM us, let us know. We'd love to be able to talk about it. Oh, and next week is our debate with the Bearded Breakdown. Yes, sir. It's going to be lit, and it is going to be rough because it is not being – I told them. I said, no, don't hold back. Don't hold back. If you think what we're saying is stupid – because I think some of the things they've said is stupid. Trust me, everything that <laughs> the, Phil says, I question. <laughs> the only, there's only one person that I've heard talk on their show. It was one of their friends who's a, a, a Cowboys Brady. fan. No, that's actually one of the co-hosts. Oh. It was a guest they had. Oh. He is uh, okay, a so LeBron. Shots over here. He's, he's, uh, oh, man, if we got Cowboys fans in this podcast, we got problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just talking about just for them. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, oh okay. We're well, good. yeah, because <laughs> someone who likes the Cowboys is a true Cowboys fan. I don't know why they even think they can talk about sports, but it's fine. But, like, this guy, he's a LeBron fan and a Brady fan. The two, because he said, he said, because 
they because the guy was because um i think it was gunner he was like um yeah well like it's kind of fun having like a team because then you go through ups and downs you know right right through the highs right through the lows and this man says yeah we went through some tough times when we lost to dallas in the finals I'm like you made it to the finals <laughs> like <laughs> that's not a tough time <laughs> Yeah, try being a Utah fan. For real. <laughs> or, you know, like, seriously, it's like... Like, you should have seen the emotional state they were in after Gordon Hayward left them. Oh, my gosh. And then he F just that, dude. break his ankle. <laughs> yep. Yeah. His, that was just karma. But, <laughs> but, no, I'm just saying, like, it's... It, it's Again, guys, we're, we're, we're running a little bit short on time here, but again... Feel free to shoot us a DM. Feel free to shoot us a message if there's anything specific you'd like us to talk about it. Be prepared for next week's lesson is or not lesson, but next week's episode as well. Because you guys are gonna hate. You guys are gonna love some of our takes as well. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I can't wait because I'm sure they're gonna. I had a take that can be easily uh, shot down. Or the Jets are not making the playoffs, guys. <laughs> you never know with all these with how well they did in the draft. I'm not saying they do anything in the playoffs. Like because the, who they'd be going against in the playoffs would be insane. But I think there's a shot. But then again, it's like their players have to step up. If they do, they have the talent. They and have that's the a talent. conversation for next time. Yep, for sure. All right, guys. Hey, appreciate you guys listening along. Appreciate having Jason along. Yes, for the ride as Jason. Well. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Hope you come on again. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Guys, till next time, enjoy.